0: You're listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion! Well, hello there! You are listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion. I am your host, CZG123, and I'm in the place to be. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and dropping out. Don't forget to subscribe if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform. You can also visit czg123.blogspot.com. There is uh, an embedded radio player, so you can listen to these episodes while you read some articles I've written regarding different aspects of music. As you know, on the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion, I refuse to stick to one genre of music. There's just so, so much great music across different genres that this is a multi-genre radio show. So again, please, and again, and again, and again, please feel free to share this show with your friends, I hope you do, and your family, and as I always say, even your enemies. Even if you may not like this show, it's always uh, like a good revenge or hateful thing to do, Uh, you know, share uh, something that you don't like with someone that you don't like. I know, that's like crazy logic. Uh, It's really more so like, hmm, this potato salad tastes really bad. Can you you try it? Can you try it out for me? I guess it's more like that than some sort of, uh, revenge. Uh, do feel free to call 213-839-9830, 213-839-9830, leave messages, leave requests, and I most likely definitely will play them since, uh, I have every song known to man or woman since the date 8 B.C. Now, coming up on today's episode, I'm really excited because I will be spinning some of, uh... These treasures, songs that perhaps you may not have known about or heard of. I know I certainly haven't heard of some of the songs that I'll be playing today, uh, nor did I know anything about the artists or bands behind them. So I was really happy to take a a deep dive, fall into rabbit holes uh, for this episode. And uh, I really do hope you enjoy these musical explosions. I'm really excited. Uh, As you know, I I can't get into it just because there's so much happening in the world right now. I always say this, but, uh, you know, music heals. You know, music and comedy are the best medicine. Uh, You know, well, they say laughter is the best medicine, and then I say music. So you have two great medicines readily available to you. And uh, I can only hope that listening to this program helps you, and helps you forget about your worries for a little bit, if you have worries. Yeah, even if you don't, I hope you enjoy listening to it, and it gets you to dance. I hope everyone dances, and if the song is not one that causes one to dance, that's okay, too. Maybe you can do uh, a little eye-closing, deep breathing, and taking in the lyrics or uh, instruments being played. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Just enjoy these Rainbow Flipper musical explosions. We'll be right back after this message. And then we're gonna dive right in. Oh, and later, uh, one of our favorite segments: who's better, the who or the doors? The doors or the who. So stay right there, and again, we'll be back after this quick message.
1: The canoe message: it's spelled C. Come on over. A.
2: Alone. N. Now. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Canoe. The man's cologne from Dana. Wear it. She'll get the message. Oh. C-A-N-O-E. Canoe, canoe.
3: Yeah another day
4: musical explosion.
1: Barbara Streisand Barbra Streisand. <music> Barbara Streisand.
0: Streisand. Who knew that Barbara Streisand would wind up in a disco-sounding dance song from the mid-2000s? I certainly did not see that coming. That was a track called Barbra Streisand. It's a song put out by a Canadian-American DJ group known as Duck Sauce, uh, and that album came out in 2010, and it topped charts around the world. We're talking Austria, Finland, the Netherlands. Switzerland, all over the place, the United States, I mean, England. It's, it's so crazy. So, what's interesting is that, uh, oh, also, the single uh, Barbara Streisand, the cover art features uh, Barbara Streisand and Chris Christofferson from Stars Born. Uh, they're embracing one another. I think it's like from the movie poster or something, but. Their faces are scratched out, <laughs> so there you get there. You, there you have it, uh, and hopefully you saw that um, visual in your head. The song actually samples a German disco group known as uh, Boney M. Uh, from their hit "Got to Go Home," which in itself uh, takes f- parts of a 1973 German song Allo Bim Bim Yeah, so. Um, there are these influences and samples. Uh, really big song, actually, when it came out. And in the video, <laughs> which is, uh, in, it's filmed in New York City, which is where Barbara Streisand is from, of course. The video has appearances by <laughs> Buckshot from Black Moon, Smith & Wesson, um, Pharrell, Connie's in it, Andre 3000. <laughs> Quest love, uh, yeah. The roots, like it's just uh, absolutely crazy. Uh, but people love this song just because it was throwback to disco house, and um, pretty amazing. It reached number eighty-nine on the Billboard Hot One Hundred here in the United States, and it was number one, however, on the Billboard Hot Dance Club Songs. Uh, so yeah, and it, re- it reached uh, number three on the UK Singles Chart. Uh, this song was ginormous at the time, and, um, yeah, that's Duck Sauce with Barbara Streisand. Before that, you heard the band from China known as Black Panther Band. Now, Black Panther Band formed way back in 1987. They're from mainland China, and, uh, it's, they're really cool, uh, really cool band. Uh, I believe they formed, yeah, 1987, and then, um, they put out an album in 1992 called simply Black Panther, which sold over a million copies. And uh, it's really hailed as a classic rock album in China. And it definitely made some Asian uh, charts, uh, music charts. Uh, and uh, they even got Best Band. They received the award for Best Band in the Mandarin category at the 2013 Hodding Awards. and. Um, they, members of the band, uh, Li Tong, Zhao Mingyi, Wang Wenji, and the vocalist Zhang Qi, uh, they all um, would eventually sort of break off and do their own things. But very, very influential band, especially in China. And the name of that song, the name of that tune uh, was Shameful. And then setting off that Rainbow Flipper musical explosion was the captain of her heart. Now, this song is just amazing. I've always loved this song. Uh, my brother Don and I used to always rock this song, and uh, there's something really cool about it. Uh, it's uh, performed and uh, arranged by this band known as Double, uh, which is really Felix Hogg, uh, Hueg and Kurt Malou. They come from Switzerland. And uh, Captain of Her Heart comes from their first album, Blue, which came out in 1985. They basically formed in 1985. I don't know what they've been up to these days. The last uh, that we heard from them, I think, was like in the late 80s, if I stand correct here. Um, the Captain of Her Heart actually made some uh, Billboard charts. Uh, it reached number eight on the UK singles chart and number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 here in the United States uh this made double the first swiss act to reach the top 40 how about that well to reach the top 40 on the billboard hot 100 that is uh that i mean the uh the piano's amazing um and the way the the synthesizers dope i just i think it's so so good so good uh yeah i just I think that song is really cool. It also takes me back to a time because I do remember when that song was on the radio a lot. Uh, I don't know if they ever had a music video for it. I hope so. I'll have to look to see if they do have one. That is Double with the Captain of Her Heart. You are listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion. That was our first explosion on uh, this episode. Uh, please check out czg123.blogspot.com and don't forget to subscribe to the show. New episodes every TNT. That's every Tuesday every Thursday. So I really hope you enjoy uh, what you're hearing and what you're listening and uh, you're telling all of your pals because um, I think it's really fabulous and I think this is the best radio show of all time, better than Cousin Brucie ever did. (laughs) I can't believe I'm battling with Cousin Brucie. If anyone out there remembers Cousin Brucie from CBS FM 101.1, the station, then uh, you, too, will wonder why is he dissing and battling Cousin Brucie. Anyways, without further ado, a word from our sponsors, and then back into more Rainbow Flipper musical explosions. Don't go anywhere!
5: Suburban Mall for a price. They can also be purchased here at Hatch Galore for less. That's Hatch Galore, Hatch Galore. We're your favorite fine hat store. Hatch Galore, Hatch Galore. We've got hats and so much more. Hatch Galore, Hatch Galore. Come on in. We're right next door. Hats galore, hats galore. We got hats and this and that. Hats galore. 10061 Gratiot in Detroit. Call 313-579-1761.
2: Fudgy the Whale is back. That's a whale of a cake for Whale of a Dad. That you participate participating Carvel Ice Cream Store. Yep. And this year, your Carvel dealer makes them loaded with fudge and nuts. And you can get fudgy with an ocean to serve 20 people. But if you want to send... Fudgy the Whale to a Whale of a Dad, anywhere in the carbell Territory. You call the phone number that you see here.
6: For the next songs. Make it like a, a sleazy jazz club. We, it's kind of a low budget thing. We don't have smoke machines and everything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Brought along a little one. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives the place a little sleaze, too.
6: Folks like to get away, take a holiday
2: with your buddies. So, so, uh,
5: wonder why go, so, 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 let's why go why back, so let's go back, to your family. Wait a minute. What's hold on. Up? Get your ass What's out. up, nigga? Get over there. What's going on? Shit. Yo, punk ass nigga. Come here. Come here. Yeah, Come here. Come on, no. No, God damn it. You stop that shit. Now, Now, wait a minute. Wait a
4: minute. Hey,
5: man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, man. Wait a minute. Full-time jack move chilly chill, yo, homie, make the track move And I'm back anytime, Dick and Hank That's the name of the suckers out of gang I'll get away from a copper Drop a dime, I'll break you off something proper With the Keep T-Bone and that's J-D And here's how we'll greet ya Stop, fool, come on, that beat ya uh. Feel dumb cause you're caught in the dark you little nuttin' ass, Mark Raise up, cause you can't have it I ain't never got stuff like that Off the end of the gadget Choke, choke, dogs in a half What up, bro? Nothing but a come up Give me that bass And don't try to run up Cause you'll get banked Some sweet ice cube in a winch mob
0: Hey now, how's about that for a Rainbow Flipper musical explosion? You just heard from Ice Cube, Jacking for Beats. Such a great song. Uh, He's literally Jacking for Beats. He takes uh, EPMD, he takes Public Enemy, he takes, I think at the top, he takes Call Me D. Nice. Right, remember that by D Nice? Yeah, takes uh, even the X Clan. Remember that track, Heed the Word of the Brother? The Humpty Dance, of course, Digital Underground. Great, great track. And I believe it's from his first LP, uh, Once NWA Breaks Up. I think this is like his first uh, song from going solo. And I think it comes from the album America america's most wanted that's right so uh basically that album he ice cube puts it out to prove that he doesn't need dr dre's awesome producing skills to still put out a great album because he's able to work with a lot of different producers um he says that that you know he's used to he was used to going to places and also hearing on mixtapes um different rap artists rhyming over other people's beats like remix styles or reimagined uh, hip-hop tunes and so that was his influence and also he just loved those beats he wanted to use the beats that he really loved and try rhyming over them Uh, a lot of people feel that it was him kind of dissing the people he samples, yeah. That was like something that floated around and that he's actually kind of mocking everyone he sampled, but that is just not the case. It's just not the case. People make it, That's people making beef where there is no beef to be had. Uh, kind of like D'Agostino is running out of meats in their meat section. Um, so yeah, uh, fantastic song. I absolutely love it uh, the, It's interesting to note that the the groups and artists that he sampled on this record uh, also uh, were fans of, of this track, they loved it uh, They say that this might be the most expensive publishing song in hip hop history because of the use of all those samples uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but certainly today uh, the hip hop Rap rarely samples. It's all, uh, for the most part, original beats and original music. Uh, Then before that, you heard Billy Joel live uh, from his appearance on the Old Grey Whistle Test. Now, the Old Grey Whistle Test uh, was a show on uh, the BBC in England, and uh, it was uh, basically... um, kind of like I'm blanking on what to compare it to maybe no not American bands and Soul Train any show where they would basically bring on artists and have them perform their songs yeah so this was the Billy Joel episode he came on and basically just absolutely killed it Uh, I think I'm not too sure but I want to say that this uh, live recording from the old Grey Whistle Test is 1971 Uh, now later. I beg your pardon. I know it's later only because I'm just finding out or I'm looking through my notes. New York State of Mine, which he performs there, came out in 1976. So this must have been a later appearance on the Grey Old Whistle Test. Grey Old Whistle Test started in 71 and ended in the late 80s. So it's completely possible this is like from the late 70s. Uh, Whenever I hear that song, it makes me think of New York City, the song, I don't know how he does it, but the song sounds like the city he's singing about, it just really does. Um, And I don't know, it's tough, but you know, I I also love New York, New York, which actually wasn't written uh, by Frank Sinatra or for Frank Sinatra, it's from the Martin Scorsese film by the same title, New York, New York. Um, So originally, it's sung by Liza Minnelli from the movie but then of course Frank Sinatra makes it his own. Point being is sometimes, you know, people feel that's the anthem of New York City and New York. But I really, I feel New York State of mine is is more of an anthem. Uh, I don't know, I, they're just so, the lyrics are just so great. And uh, so yeah, great performance. Before that, you heard Ron Carter. Ron Carter on the bass. Uh, Ron Carter has just played with everyone appeared everywhere Um, someone who has worked with him is my main man DJ Dan Seif from uh, Excursions Radio Uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't encourage you listening to check out KKG sorry KKJZ.org that's KKJZ.org it's a radio station out here in California known as KJazz88.1 Uh, from California State University in Long Beach. And every Thursday night, there is a program called Excursions Radio. I believe it starts at 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock and goes until midnight. And it's hosted by Dan Sieve, who's played with everyone, including Ron Carter. And Ron Carter is, man, I mean, he's just like one of the greatest upright bass players in jazz. Uh, Very prolific. Uh, He's played with everyone he was a part of Miles Davis's quintet he's played with Wayne shorter he's worked a lot with Herbie Hancock uh, Herbie Hancock was also a member of the Miles Davis quintet um, and his style of jazz has definitely changed all over the all over the time throughout his career and to bring it back to Billy Joel it's interesting to note that Ron Carter plays the double bass on a track from Billy Joel's album The bridge so how about that? bringing it back there. That was his rendition of The Shadow of Your Smile. Just absolutely beautiful. Uh, this guy was uh, born in Ferndale, Michigan. And he is a tender age of 86 right now. Born two days after my birthday. How about that? May 4th, 1937. God bless Ron Carter. Amazing track. Again, please check out um, kkjz.org Um If you don't live in California, you can listen to their programs from this uh, website. And then setting everything off in that amazing Rainbow Flipper musical explosion, we heard from Funkadelic, Super Stupid, from their album, their incredible album, Maggot Brain. Now, Funkadelic uh, formed in 1968, uh, and most of them, perhaps all of them, are from Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, And they were kind of an offshoot of uh, George Clinton's uh, uh, parliament. So you have like Parliament Funkadelic and then you can consider Funkadelic the uh, spinoff. They were in fact formed by George Clinton and uh, they did a lot of backup for the parliaments uh, at first and then they branched off to do their own thing. Uh, they are considered you know they're pretty much black funkadelic blackadelic black psychedelic Uh, I love the psychedelic music era I love that genre so many great bands Um, and yeah you know sometimes they still play around or any members that are still around they play Um, I remember seeing Parliament if I stand correct here and I usually do Uh, at the the Lollapalooza I saw back in New York in 94 where it was headlined by Smashing Pumpkins BC Boys played and um, I believe Parliament played as well there were like so many acts it's crazy Nick Cave I think even played um, Funkadelic has so many albums under their belt Maggot Brain was their third album Which came out in 1971 You are listening to the Rambo Flipper Musical Explosion I'm your host CZG123 In the place to be Thank you so much for listening to me uh, right now Don't forget to subscribe Don't forget to visit czg123.blogspot.com For more uh, including articles I have written regarding different aspects of music. And it's now time for this part of the program. I like to call Who's Better? The Who or the Doors? The Doors or the Who? One of them has got to be better than the other, right? And so far, I mean, my, you know, I am kind of losing my mental capacities here and my ability to remember things as I get older and from, I don't know, life events. You know, I've hit my head a bunch of times, I don't know, maybe this is TMI, but yeah, I've just hit my head so many times throughout my life. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a tall fellow, and I'm also clumsy, so uh, you know, definitely a few concussions in there, and now here I am, uh, you know, in my early 90s, and you know, it's just starting to all catch up to me. Incidentally, I do think that TMI, say TMI Miami, would make a fantastic show. It would go a little something like this. Well, officer, it seems that the perpetrator came into the front door, attacked the victim, knocked over the television, and I really have to go to the bathroom because my bladder is shrinking the doctor says I have to go. When I have to go, I have to go. I shouldn't hold it. TMI Miami. New shows every Tuesday and every Thursday, so uh, do follow, do come back, do subscribe, and you can always call 213-839-9830. You can leave any rants you want or musical requests, and I will most definitely play them. Well... And, uh, yeah, it's that time. Here we go. The Who or The Doors. The Doors or The Who. I believe on the last episode, we started with um, The Doors. So now we're going to start. Yes, we started with The Doors. So now we're going to start with The who's. Who. Who's better? The Who
4: or The Doors?
6: This is technically The Who's last single hit record. 1979 called You Bet You Bet."
4: Give me Ooh. I thought you'd want to teleport my boys to rub the cigarettes I sometimes feel I should just go home But I am dealing with a memory to never forget I'm to hear you say my name Especially when you say yes I got your body right now about But I never drug myself Lying to the sound of old T-Rex Hey, you-
6: The music's over
2: subscription to the resurrection. Send my credentials to the house of The face in the mirror won't stop. The girl in the window won't drop. A feast of friends alive, she cried.
4: Waiting for me.
2: the world!
6: When the music's over
0: Music's over. Yeah, when will that be, Jim? <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually like that Space Jam. I think it's really impressive by the Doors there. That was the Doors live um, at the Hollywood Bowl, which is actually officially the Doors' third album, and it's live, uh, recorded July 5th, 1968. Holy cow, here in Los Angeles, California, at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, that was when the music's over, and uh, I mean, they all kind of do their thing, you know? They really kind of go off and do their thing. You got uh, Raymond Zarek going a little cuckoo with the key, with the keyboards. I laughed just because he really, really <laughs> goes, uh, he goes off. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Oh, suddenly they become like this sort of j- uh, jazz band. It's pretty fantastic how they, they are able to do this song live like this. Robbie Krueger, of course, on guitar, John Densmore on the drums, and, uh, you know, Jim Morrison, who at times sounds like he might be a little intoxicated, I don't know if someone showed him the way to the next whiskey bar. Uh, From what I understand, I don't know if this is folklore or not, but his girlfriend at the time was sitting next to Mick Jagger, like in the front row, and Jim Morrison apparently could, like, kept seeing Mick Jagger flirt with his girlfriend. So that's why sometimes during this live performance, you'll hear him go a little crazy on the vocals. Like, uh, by crazy, I mean screamy, you know? And I mean, screaming is part of his thing, but uh, if that's true, uh, that's pretty interesting, right? The guy's up there performing at the Hollywood Bowl, which is probably sold out, and uh, he's just watching uh, Rolling Stone's Mick Jagger go flirty, flirty, flirty. And before that, we heard, Also, from a live Who album, live at the Royal Albert Hall. Royal Albert Hall, of course, in Westminster, London. It is a very famous, famous, famous venue. Um, And that was recorded back in 2000, right? So uh, it's an older Who, but they sound young. They sound really good. They sound fantastic. And uh, that was them uh, doing "You Better You Bet," which was a really good big hit for them. Um, and on on this album, it's interesting because they have Eddie Vedder come out, they have Noel Gallagher come out, even Brian Adams. Brian Adams actually sings behind Blue Eyes, pretty interesting. Uh, Eddie Vedder, in case you're interested, sings uh, four songs with the uh, with the Who. Uh, getting in tune is one of them, and let's see action. Uh, so, you know, you better, you bet. Uh, reached number 20 on the Billboard Hot 100, and uh, it came out in 1981. So here they are, decades later, performing it live for their live album, which is a pretty amazing album. Both, I gotta say, both the Doors live album and this live album by the Who uh, are really, really good. You should check them out. This is really tough because You Better You Bet, it's such a great song and uh, they sound so, like Roger Daltrey just still sounds on top of his game uh, on this track and so does Pete Townsend. They just sort of all, uh, by the way, incidentally, this is of course post Keith Moon, uh, rest in peace, uh, their amazing drummer. Uh, I, I forget when he passed away, but I do know he was replaced with and playing on this live album is Kenny Jones. Um, on the drums. So this is a tough call. Both live tracks, that was intentional. Um, they I mean, they're still tight. They're still tight the Who, uh, even though this is recorded in 2000. It still sounds like it's the 70s, uh, mid to late 60s. Their harmonies are on point. Everyone's on point. Um, with The Doors, when the music's over, I mean, I was joking at the top, but uh, of and uh, Introduce uh, talking about this song, um, but when will the music be over? I mean, it's I, you know it's hard for me because when I hear that track, I love that song. I love their performance of it. I I, I can I can put myself in uh, in that environment, you know, in the bowl at that time watching them, and you can watch it. I think actually it was filmed. Yeah, it was filmed. Um, so. It's like a treat if you're there and if you're listening to hear that track done that way. At the same time, it also veers towards a little self-indulgent, yeah? Like, we get it, Raymond Zarek, you're really, really good on the keyboards. Like, we get it, Jim, like you're a very powerful force to be reckoned with on the microphone. What is cool, and I'm happy that he gets a lot of light on this live track, actually, and on the album itself, is, is Robbie Kruger. I, he's, if you ask me, he's really one of the most underrated guitar players out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I, you know, I you rarely hear him mentioned in that discussion of great guitarists, right? But he is actually a really great guitarist, and he holds his own in that jam session. I got to say, uh, he really helps fill in spaces, and uh, it's just great. So that's that's my issue with that song. It's very long that performance, and it feels a little self-indulgent. Even though the song itself is awesome, I have no complaints or uh, criticisms about You Better You Bet Live. Oh, man, this is tough. It's always tough. But this one's really hard because You Better You Bet is also just a great song. Even the recorded version is just like awesome. Awesome. Who? Oh, I'm going to give it to the Doors. And I'm, I'll tell you why. I like that you get more bang for your buck. I like that they go experimental jazzy space jam. yeah, I think that's really cool. And I do think that while it could be seen as self-indulgent, I certainly see it that way sometimes. It's also them displaying their talents and how awesome they are. So it, that's it goes, you know, it goes both ways. I don't know. That could be another way to look at it. that certainly I look I could see both of those sides of the coin. Ah, uh, man, this has been really tough. I just, cause the performance of You Better You Bet is so good, and that album is so good, and they absolutely kill, uh, 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 Albert Hall. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I give it to the Doors. Cause When the Music's Over is just such a classic, and I do appreciate what they did with it live at the bowl with Jim Morrison's girlfriend sitting on Mick Jagger's lap. That was who's better, the who or the doors, the doors or the who. Do you agree? Do you think the doors got this round? Uh, you can leave comments. You know, you can always do what you want uh, here on the thing. Itself, I think there's a poll you can take and you can write messages. You can also call 213-839-9830. You can let me know what you think overall of who's better, the who or the doors, the doors or the who. And visit czg CZG123- one two three. Dot blogspot.com because I believe there you can follow and write messages and things like this. So there it is. I give it to the doors. Don't go anywhere because coming up we have more Rainbow Flipper musical explosions for your enjoyment right after this message.
2: Madge! I know what's coming next.
4: I soaked in it. (laughs) Madge! I soaked in it.
2: In. It's finally soaked in. Palm Olive dishwashing liquid softens hands while you do dishes, and those thick suds get even the crustiest pans shiny and clean. Now everyone's going soft.
4: Match, I soaked it.
2: Original or lemon lime, Palm Olive softens hands while you do dishes. Meow 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 meow. One pack of new Meow Mix contains three of the flavors that cats like best. Beef, liver, and chicken. Just serve with milk or water. Meow Mix tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. Meow. Mix. Mix.
3: sous You're
0: totally listening to the Rainbow Flipper Musical Explosion.
2: Oh
3: Yeah.
0: I had a sick dream Happened late last night I tried to get some sleep I wasn't feeling right I went outside to see it. Stood on the street and did Ran back upstairs to hide The dream came alive That's when I stood up And started to fly me now. Is this your
4: superpower?
0: I can't really tell.
4: Could you just sign my earbud?
0: No, no, not right now.
4: Tell me how do you do it?
0: I fly up in the air. That's when I knew I could control the whole world. Countries and people in my head, they all swear. It's easy, makes me feel so greasy. I hope it's not contagious. This dream is too outrageous. That's when I saw the sun in her eyes. that that's the band known as The Lateness which is yours truly myself uh, with the lyrics and the singing and the backup vocals and my brother John Abrams uh, with the music arranged uh, composed he did it all he played all the instruments I believe on there Um, maybe Anthony his pal Anthony's on drums not too sure I think so but everything else is uh, John Abrams, and he is just an extremely talented musician. He's just such a sweet guy, uh, and uh, I met him through uh, my good buddy Dan Labelle. Uh, both of these guys just—it's such a—it's just magic making music with these guys. John Abrams, uh, when uh, we were both living in Brooklyn. At the time, he he was just like, hey, you know, like I have a bunch of uh, tracks and tunes here. Like, let's why don't we work together? And I was da- I was like so down. I mean, he didn't even. It was like a no brainer. Uh, I I really enjoy making music uh, with people that I love, and uh, I've been blessed to work with people who are very talented, and he's just one of them. So yeah, we put together this project known as the Lateness. Uh, I I don't know offhand where I know we have tracks available out there. I'll find the link. I'll put it in the description uh, or perhaps on czg123.blogspot.com. So if you're interested, you can check out some more of our music. Uh, but I'll basically put it this way. Every track that he gave me with just the bare bones, just like the melody and him playing, uh, it was a breeze for me to just come up with lyrics for all of them. It, it, you know, sometimes... It just comes to you really quickly. Uh, and a lot of that for me, in my songwriting process, uh, it stems from the birth of the music itself, right? So you get the music and I think I feel hip hop also works in that same way. You get the beat, you run to the beat. You get the music, you get the uh, chord progression, all the stuff and you can makes it easier for one to come up with lyrics. So uh, again, just such a pleasure working with that guy. And uh, that song actually is kind of untitled. I can't recall if we ever decided on a title. I think uh, I liked the name of That's When, uh, but I don't know. Let's just for all intent and purposes say that that song is untitled. And then before that, you heard the magic, the magic of great storytelling through music. Whoa, that's certainly taken it back to about the 1920s. That's Vernon Dalhart singing The Death of Floyd Collins. Now, before I tell you about Vernon Dalhart, the fellow who sings that song, let me tell you about Floyd Collins. Uh, Floyd Collins uh, was born in 1887, and he was known as a cave explorer, one of the earliest American cave explorers. Uh, Born in Kentucky, passed away in Kentucky at the age of 37 and on his farm on his family's land uh there was a cave uh that they eventually would find he would actually come across it since at the age of six or ten he started exploring caves he just started wandering off exploring caves in hopes that he would find native american artifacts that he could later sell um and in fact he was so good at finding caves Uh, At one point, a geologist hires him to help find and explore, you know, uh, find new caves that perhaps nobody knows about. And Floyd came through. Um, In 1912, he comes across and uh, discovers Dossie's uh, Dome Cave in 1912, and the Great Onyx Cave in 1915. So, uh, in 1917, they realize on the land and when i say they i mean the collins family that there's like a there's like a, a sinkhole uh, that leads underground that they would later call the great crystal cave and so the family's like wow if we could really make this a thing maybe we can get tourists and we can get people from all over the place to come explore our cave which and we can make money cuz it's on our land so they're all very excited and Floyd would take it upon himself to sort of expand and grow this underground cave. So what he does is he goes down inside and uh, in effort to make a grand entrance, yeah, for, like, the tourists and everyone who's going to come uh, visit. And so he's working underground and just sort of, like, shoveling away and doing what he can uh, to, to make suitable room and da 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 Uh, suddenly a huge rock falls from the ceiling of this cave and pins down his left leg like it comes down on his leg and he's in agony and he can't move and after a day people neighbors and family are like where is he like we know that he went cave exploring was it here was it there um so they go around calling his name and then eventually they would find out that he was trapped in what they would later call a sand cave and Word got around really quickly to a point where it started making the newspaper headlines, and folks were even discussing it on the radio. Uh, soon, a newspaper reporter would go to the site and interview Floyd. So, Floyd's like trapped with a rock on his leg. He can't get out, no one could go in to help him. That's the other crazy thing it's like it kind of because it was a sinkhole, like the, the not only did the rock fall down, but so did a lot of dirt and a lot of the walls. So so this reporter is just like interviewing him, (laughs) I guess just to figure out more about his life and to write about him and his situation and things like this. And this reporter later goes on to win a Pulitzer Prize for his coverage. Because of his coverage and all the media attention, folks actually do start going there. Tons of tourists, tons of folks that want to see what's going on, and if they can maybe hear Floyd, they just want a chance to see what's going on. It got to a point they were selling hot dogs. It became like a big thing, right? So people started going to this farm, uh, you know, wow, I can't believe he's under there, and then sadly, eventually, uh, because no one could get him, no one was able to go in and rescue him, he would perish inside this cave, um... They were unable to remove his body uh, initially, so they had, like, a sort of makeshift memorial, but uh, his uh, family was just like, no, we, we he deserves a proper burial. So they were able to eventually exhume his body and give him that uh, proper burial. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that is Floyd Collins' Uh whom Vernon Dalhart is singing about. Now, Vernon Dalhart was huge. Just as the Floyd Collins death was huge and made a huge media splash, Vernon Dalhart, for the time that he was singing, was just a sensation. Uh, He made so many recordings. And in fact, he started off uh, really loving classical music. And he wanted to be an opera singer. Uh, What's interesting is that he was born in Texas in 1883, and his dad was killed by his brother-in-law when Vernon was 10 years old. So uh, a couple years later, the family would move uh, from Jefferson, Texas to Dallas, Texas, and um, he attended the Dallas Conservatory of Music, uh, which is where he got his love of classical music. And he was actually in Madame Butterfly, and HMS Pinafore, uh, and he started uh, with Edison Records. He auditioned for Thomas Edison, and then they started recording him, and uh, he made over 400 recordings in his time. Um, I mean, he was... I can't... can't He was a rock star, basically, uh, the 20s and 30s, and... um, that, uh, he, he's most known for songs like the wreck of Old 97. Uh, he sings a song about uh, the Titanic. <laughs> I mean, this guy's just always singing about tragic events. Let's face it. Uh, the prisoner song is actually a huge hit for him. Uh, the prisoner song sold seven million copies, okay? So seven million copies in the 20s is nothing to sneeze at. That's huge. And uh, what's interesting is that at the time, in the 20s, it was awarded a gold disc by the Recording Industry Association of America, RIAA. Uh, I hadn't known that they were al- around that long, but um, it was at the time the biggest selling record. Um, for actually, the f- this is what's really wild. It was the top selling record, uh, biggest hit for the first 70 years of recorded music. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, just pretty amazing, pretty talented. I love his uh, voice. He actually reminds me a lot of Jimmy Rogers. Um, And it was because of his success, actually, that they would go on to find other singers like Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family and such um, and record them, too. So he's in the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. He's in the Country Music Hall of Fame uh, just, uh, a pioneer, really, in, uh, singing storytelling, lots of storytelling in his music, and, uh, he passed away at the age of 65 in Connecticut. Now, he moved from Texas to Connecticut eventually, because after his fame and success, uh, the depression came around, and he was unable to recover financially, like, he was just, he lost his house, um, and it was real hard times for him to a point where he basically gave up his whole musical career to go on to become the manager of like a hotel uh, in in Connecticut. So uh, sad times, uh, but good times, too. Vernon Dalhart, the death of Floyd Collins. And before that, you heard Reverend James Cleveland. I love the Reverend James Cleveland. He's recorded a ton of music. He's known as the king of gospel. I have, I'm proud to say, a lot of his uh, vinyl records. Like, I just, I really, I got so into him. I just love his gospel. Uh, He was born in Chicago. Uh, He actually started with the Pilgrim Baptist Church. And um, he would, surprisingly enough, once he was um, putting out records, uh, he would have opportunity to play with... um, some some pretty some pretty big uh, artists, including Billy Preston uh, and Aretha Franklin. Uh, Aretha Franklin recorded a gospel album, Amazing Grace, uh, at his church. And I believe he was uh, the arranger uh, and composer of a lot of that music that's on the album. There's also Amazing Grace, I think, the documentary uh which shows the recording and the making of that amazing album. Amazing album. I have that on vinyl too. I highly recommend it. Amazing Grace, Aretha Franklin. Um he uh you know started singing around but he was also uh into uh you know uh being a reverend being a pastor um, uh, going around and checking out different uh churches uh he he even moved to Los Angeles and became the minister of music at the Grace Memorial Church of God in Christ and became very popular at that time started recording a ton a ton of gospel and um he i mean really he uh, he was a, a really good cross over from gospel in church and uh, you know, faith-based environments uh, to to records, to, to music. And uh, while certainly there are a tremendous amount of uh, beautiful gospel that had been recorded prior to James Cleveland, obviously, um, what makes him so special is that that was his thing. Like, he was prolific in producing and putting out these albums. And a lot of them are traditional gospel songs uh, with his twist and... Um, even though born in Chicago, he passed away in Culver City, California, at the age of 59. And uh, over 8,000 people uh, gathered to his uh, funeral service. Absolutely uh, an amazing, influential uh, gospel king. I mean, there are, what's great about his gospel also is that there are elements of everything. You have traditional... There's some, obviously, there's some soul in there. Sometimes you can hear jazz. His work with, uh, working with choirs, choir groups is just, it's phenomenal. And he was elected into, or inducted, rather, into the Gospel Music Hall of Fame in 1984. Um, And that was uh, his song, Peace, Be Still. And then before that, you heard Egyptian, uh... Egyptian rock legends, I think I should say. Uh, uh, Cairo Cairo Key. Uh, They are Egyptian, uh, and they originally formed in 2003, but it wasn't until 2011, during the Egyptian revolution, that they became really big. And a lot of their songs dealt with uh, politics. They wrote a ton of uh, protest songs. And the song I played was a tune called El Kat Day Kata. Um, Amir Aid is the vocalist, Sheriff Haraway is the lead guitarist, Tamir Hashem is the drummer, and Sharif Mustafa is the keyboardist. And we mustn't forget Adam El-Afli as the bass guitarist. Originally they were gonna call themselves uh, Black Star because they started out playing. Uh, covers of American songs, uh, and they were heavily influenced by Pink Floyd and Beatles, and um, they really, really uh, love Pink Floyd, which is interesting to me. Uh, I think that song, uh, uh, the El Catacata, is really cool, very beautiful. Uh, uh, the, uh, so. During a, after the 2011 revolution, they came out with a huge hit called Sot El Hora, uh, which uh, means the voice of freedom, and it became a really big anthem, and uh, the song itself uh, gained over two million views on YouTube within a short amount of time. Uh, and in fact, I think, I don't know if the record still stands, but... It's one of YouTube's most-watched videos within the shortest period of time. Um, And, uh, you know, they make tribute songs to Tahir Square. Uh, You know, they're just uh, a very, very important rock band uh, for uh, Egyptians, and I think the rest of the world. Uh, they definitely deserve more exposure, I feel. And they actually are starting to get more. Uh, You know, I think it was about a decade or so ago, maybe less. Yeah, maybe less, but uh, Red Bull. Oh, Coca-Cola sponsored them, uh, so they were able to record more, uh, which is interesting because they hadn't really any um, sponsors or funding for their music, so that was huge. And then uh, in the early 2010s Red Bull actually put together a, a tour or a concert uh with international music and they of course are featured and they're just amazing and they were signed eventually to Sony Music Middle East that's Cairo Key uh check them out they're great and then setting off that amazing rainbow flipper musical explosion we heard a Cherokee hope song, or hope chant, rather. Now, the Cherokee tribe, um, been around, really, for forever. Uh, Native Americans from uh, the southeastern woodlands. And uh, I guess prior to 18th century, most of their tribe were found in North Carolina, Tennessee, southwest Virginia, Uh, the Carolinas, Georgia, Alabama, and uh, the Cherokee language, interestingly enough, is part of the uh, Iroquois language group, and um, they were considered by the white man to be one of the most five civilized tribes in the region. (laughs) Mm, These Native Americans are just so civilized. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, I could go on, but I'm not going to about that. Uh, Presently, uh, there are roughly 300,000, if not a little more, uh, members, tribal members of the Cherokee Nation, uh, which makes it the largest of the 574 federally recognized tribes right now in the United States. Um, It's interesting to note that over 819,000 people right now in the United States Um, consider themselves to uh, have Cherokee ancestry, uh, according to U.S. Census. Um, So, yeah, there are three federally recognized Cherokee tribes. There's Cherokee Nation um, and uh, the UKB, uh, which mostly uh, is formed by uh, those who came over from Southeast Arkansas to Oklahoma, and um, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, which is located on land uh, in West uh, North Carolina. Um, Yes, so uh, I believe they are part of the Iroquois Five Nations, um, which uh, covers New York, Pennsylvania. And, they believe, cause they do, there's Iroquoian language spoken by the Cherokee. And um, you know, they occupied so much land and lived by so many river valleys and mountains and they called all of it their home, all of it. And um, they actually helped develop a lot of new forms of agriculture uh, uh, different ways of, of, of growing um, produce, produce vegetables and things like this. I can't, you can't say, you, do you grow produce or you just buy produce? Vegetation. Uh, they were actually way ahead of their time, and they invented a lot of tools to help with that. Uh, the Cherokee Nation, man. You know, it's so important for us to not forget... Um, Native Americans, and from what I understand, and I—it's true. Uh, November is Native American uh, month, so I've been trying to learn as much as I can, uh, more, you know, learn more about different tribes and their locations, and uh, yeah, that song, that traditional, just kind of really hit me. Um, beautiful, it's. Uh, It's actually, rhythmically, it's great. I love a lot of traditional Native American songs. Um, I've actually had the privilege and the honor to go see, to go to some powwows in my life and uh, have seen and heard uh, so many traditionals from different tribes, uh, their traditional songs. So, yeah, that started off the Rainbow Flipper musical explosion right there. And I want to thank all of you out there for listening to this program, for always checking back. Please do subscribe on your uh, favorite uh, major podcast platform. You can also go to czg123.blogspot.com, czg123.blogspot.com. You can listen to these episodes there and check out articles I've written about all different parts and aspects of music. And... If you want to call and rant about who's better, the who are the doors, the doors that are who, doors are the who, or you want to, uh, you have something you want me to play, go ahead. Call 213-839-9830. That's 213-839-9830. Share this program with your friends. Don't forget to follow, subscribe. And uh, remember, new episodes every TNT tuesday and thursday until next time really i'm still on this kick of not checking out too much of social media unless it's funny baseball videos or dogs or animal videos um and i feel it really helps i'll watch uh a little news at night and then that's it that's it and i always make sure that i follow up my news watching with something like um, i try to um But you know, uh, we at this time have to appreciate life and what we have more than ever. Uh, There are so many folks around the world right now who literally have nothing. So I can tell you for myself, as we approach the holiday season and specifically Thanksgiving, I am thankful and so grateful to have a family, to have a family that I love and adore. Uh, That to me takes the cake. So that is the thing. I am most grateful for uh, right now with everything going on and the holiday coming up. I'm just so grateful for my family and then, of course, also my friends, my brothers and sisters, whom I love so much. And um, I do think it's time to kind of pull yourself, if you haven't already, pull yourself away from social media. uh, Call a friend, share some music, share some uh, movie or comedy suggestions, and Focus on why you're so grateful. Show some gratitude even to yourself.